1: call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: The Around the NFL podcast. From Phoenix, Arizona to preview Super Bowl 57. (laughs) Yes, from the Arizona Super Bowl. It's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis here at the Phoenix Convention Center, joined by the heroes Greg Rosenthal mark Sessler, here we are mark uh, a place where years ago you were trapped
4: yeah spent a strange year here uh you know for i think many have heard this story i'll, I'll recap it in 30 seconds but had a girlfriend type individual in my life um back in like the 2003 era and we were f- driving from colorado to la and uh we were in a vw camper van pop top going from national park to you know, making our way of way through the country sure. And the the VW... Youthful hobos. Youthful hobos. The thing just completely um, S's out in the middle of, like, lower Arizona. And she announced to me at that point, after about a week being stuck in the van, I'm a desert person. (laughs) No, this is a microcosm of what's not working.
3: How did you not roll up your sleeves and get that car back on the road?
4: Well, we sold it. And then we bought her a vehicle. And I worked at a Wells Fargo HR call So many mistakes. Yeah. And that was our Super
3: Bowl 57 <laughs> coverage. <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> Look at us here. This is not, they don't call it Radio Row anymore. It's uh, Media Row. Yeah,
5: because yeah. radio is out. New media like us is in. We're looking across, and
3: yeah, it is more like, you know, web shows, streaming. There's, there's definitely, whatnot. you know, legitimate buzz. There's a big crowd already here on a Wednesday. Uh, it's going to get more and more wild as the week progresses, and uh, we are here to yes get you caught up to date with what's going on as we approach Eagles v Chiefs on Sunday Super Bowl 57 Roman numerals got me again. We are no we are, we're going anti Roman numeral. Um we also have some great guests uh, coming up on today's show. Um one of our favorite players from the team of around the NFL, Jamal Williams will join us in just a bit. We also have two of the best wide receivers in mm. football. I mean Honestly, you might say these two of the five best wide receivers in football. We're going to talk about. Oh to
5: no, he didn't. Top five.
3: Jamar Chase of the Bengals, CD Lamb of the Cowboys. That's coming up as well. So we are here, and I feel it. I feel the, the juice, the electricity of the Super Bowl. This is our 10th Super Bowl as a group, and I ha- uh, at the Super Bowl site, and I have to say, when I touched down in Phoenix, I still got the juice from it. I love it. I think
5: we're also enjoying this this set here. You know, Shout out to iHeart. It's almost like symbolic. The, the podcast has grown, and now we're literally lifted off the ground. I think we're the highest set in the game. We asked for that in our contract. I mean,
4: also symbolic. I'm just going to throw this out there. Walked into my hotel room later than you guys. I, I arrived mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, and uh, it's like the size of a small... Factory. It's massive. So oh. I enjoy We're that. We're losing touch with the comments. Yeah, we totally
3: are. My room's quite small, no, actually. No, it's not.
4: Because the first thing I did was text, Do they make a mistake? Cause, you know, I, you know, it, it was, no, it's the same as ours. So.
3: Um, and also, keep in mind, Greg, when you're, you're elevated on a stage, yeah. when you get too close to the sun, yeah. when you're flying high on borrowed wings, sometimes you come crashing to the ground. So don't both of you, especially Mr. Hotel Suite Man over here, don't get too high on your own supply. I, I think that's a good um, And that was the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's
4: a good instructional for the
5: two of us. <laughs> Common man rankings. We're all taking a hit, and uh, I embrace it.
3: I'm actually staying in the boiler room. <laughs> it's special Of a holiday inn under the airport. <laughs> all right, let's uh, do some news. Let's get caught up on some stuff.
1: Coach, is this a must-win game? I would tell you every game, that's the way you go into it. If you're not thinking that way, then you probably should be doing something else.
0: Travis,
6: would you say this is a must-win game?
0: man.
6: Is this a must-win game? (laughs) Yeah, I would consider it a must-win game for sure because if you don't, you're going home without the trophy, so definitely a must-win game. Is this a must-win game? (laughs) Well, they're all must-win
7: games, but this is more of a must-win game, yeah.
1: All the Eagles agree. Good luck. (laughs)
3: Uh, that was Andy Reid, uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Jason Kelsey. And, of course, the man asking the question, the greatest question in the history of media night, the legendary Dave Damaschek, is the Super Bowl a must-win game? I love it.
4: You could see some of them actually pondering the question for more than you know a split second.
5: My favorite part of it is every media night scene on Twitter during the night outraged cognoscenti being like someone so dumb that they <laughs> asked this question of it's a must win can you believe it he's got him i love it that's one of my favorite things here we're now kind of uh the old heads where it's nice to see all our old friends last night we saw a lot of friends out mm-hmm. like uh bill barnwell and mina and all the people from ring it's like we're now those people kevin like our clark bob, we got dinner
4: with like our yeah. friend
5: bob glower we used to see and we'd be like, someday
4: I'd like to be that old veteran. Sat now, next to Mina Kimes on
3: the airplane in. Look at that. I heard she talked to me about that. She said that you were very open with her conversation. We both had <laughs> a, We both shared a lot about our lives. We're going to get to that later in the show. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and we're going to get dinner with Jack tonight. How about that? Love it. Love, Love it. the Super Bowl. Love Super Bowl week. Let's hit up the news starting with Derek Carr. The latest on Derek Carr, who, of course, is no longer in the Raiders' plans, but still is a Raider at least from now. But you ha- you have a, a looming deadline to get a deal done um, in terms of a contractual obligations. So this feels like it's happening soon. And NFL Network's Ian Rapaport reports the Raiders have granted Derek Carr permission to visit the Saints. Rap Sheet added. Uh, Rap Sheet, by the way, who, oh, there he is right now in the distance. I heard somebody he's calling the my phone name. on
5: breaking this story right now. I yeah. he
3: pretends to be on the phone sometimes well, I, too, think it's, I think know? it too. Just I to think avoid it helps human it content, feel yeah. like a, a strong man. Um, <laughs> I heard my name being uh, shouted, and I'm looking around because I had headset on, and then uh, Jason Kleiman, our producer, pointed out Ian was walking out of my eye view, and I look over and he's just giving me the middle finger. And I just wonder, like, what's that about? Like, where are we in our relationship? That, that's, that's the greeting.
4: I mean I knew he and Greg had gone through a thorny period, but it's very antagonistic to treat you guys. You worked at, you know, old school East Coast newspapers together. Right. Back in the
3: day. Right. That's just, so we're gonna back have a newspaper row. We're gonna have to patch that up. Anyway, RapSheet adds that the visit is expected to happen on Wednesday, but that no deal is imminent between the two parties. Greggy, I know you are, you know basically a Saints fan at heart. You you always are very high on the Saints when the, the new season's coming around, but I know even I Greg... Won't be, even, I
5: can promise you I, was I won't be say, next season no matter what happens. Even
3: Greg is probably going to struggle to get excited about Derek Carr on the Saints and everything else going on with that team right okay, now.
5: Okay, so I think I could separate two things. I'm not going to be high on them because I, of what I expect most of the roster to look like and mostly their coaching staff. I think Derek Carr is probably their best-case scenario. What else are they going to do? They don't have any draft picks. The idea that this deal is an imminent is is obviously true. Ian's reporting that there'd be a lot to work out. But with that deadline you mentioned, you know, Pro Football Talk's kind of putting out that it would he, they'd be crazy to agree to a trade and that a release is more likely than a trade. But, like, why is he getting on the plane then? Like, to me, if he's in New Orleans on Wednesday, they are by far the most aggressive. They're the leaders in the clubhouse. He wouldn't go unless he already had the idea that, like, if this goes well, I'm becoming a Saint. So I think it's more likely uh, than it's being put out there that this thing gets done. And if for some reason he does get released instead of a trade, then I would expect the Saints are the team that that signs him. Yeah,
4: I think Derek Carr uh, wants to be wanted after the way things ended and are ending with Las Vegas. I, I think there's that part of it and the enjoyment of being courted. The Saints are I know this never matters, but they are 60 million over the cap right now. They can make changes to fix that, and I trust Mickey Loomis when he steps away from his Pelicans duties to address you, the yeah, cap situation. But didn't they stop? Well, that? I don't know. But it's like I mean, that, that, they are the, there's it is no trade team. deadline
3: week. It's a maybe his, week. his Peloton duties. There's something Pella-related yeah. that's keeping him from focusing on I the football imagine. side of the operation. I'm looking at the Saints draft picks too. They got the 29th overall pick. Right. They got that for Peyton, So they, I shouldn't have said they have no picks. They, they got, got one. Peyton. They got one pick in each of the seven rounds and like to my where I'm at on this is like why wouldn't why get another stopgap guy you had Jameis there obviously you had Dalton there I think Carr represents an upgrade on those two guys but what would it be better to start trying to develop at this point get a young guy in there and and go that route that to me it feels like a neutral move to, to bring in Carr for a team that to me isn't that close I think
5: of all the guys who actually will be available, and I, I kind of think Gino and Daniel Jones stay put, car's the best one, and I, I don't think their goal is winning the Super Bowl. I think their goal is winning nine games and not getting fired in January. Well, that's, that's their a only goal. I, I
4: agree that's a problem. and I, I don't think they'll even reach that goal, but I think that's their goal. I absolutely agree with that. I think it's like if you're that coaching staff, you can swing for a rookie, but you don't have a top ten pick there. And if it's Derek Carr, probably provides the most stability. I do like their set, their wide receivers, and I think he's in an all right environment to succeed.
3: All right. Well, we're going to keep an eye on that whole situation. Let's talk about another quarterback. Well, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. We go around the NFL. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. There is a quarterback who could be a difference maker. However, you know, a lot going on with Rodgers. <laughs> and I feel like every <laughs> year that passes, there's a little bit more going on with Rodgers. Do you know what I mean? Remember, yes. When I say I that. Think, just like I think oh, he's just letting us where is know where's this guy who He at? is now. Yeah, and he's he's growing and developing like, as a human. Is there any way ten years from now, he's not doing some reality show where he has a he looks like Rick Rubin basically, and he's traveling the world and um, meditating twenty two hours a day? I think he's heading in this direction. So the fact that he's a professional football player, and there's Joe Montana. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> no. This is unbelievable. Joe Montana is 50 yards
5: away from the People should right check minute. out this article, by the way, about Joe Montana, which is almost a little depressing. That. Like, how uh, I don't think he's enjoyed Tom Brady um, becoming the GOAT. And and almost might have like a little personal thing with Tom Brady. I recommend people read it. Wright okay. Thompson.
3: Uh, Wright Thompson, ESPN. Check that out. I think that, you know, not to get sidetracked here, but just like how LeBron passed Kareem last night, um, you know, no one's ever just going to be the best forever. If you could take it to ha- be the best in your era, and I think a lot of people think Montana was that dude, I would think that would be good enough. But these guys, obviously, there's ego and pride involved. So
4: I don't know. Someday we'll be, you know, sitting out on a in the middle of a field while someone else does our podcast, and maybe we won't think it's so uh, summery. On
3: ayahuasca or well, in a deeper just, tree. I'd like
4: to think not, we would have a generosity of spirit. I think Kareem maybe.
5: exhibits that maybe in a way. Maybe that, we would. Uh, right. Maybe we would. Joe is
3: not. Or at least, yeah, Kareem is playing the game the right way publicly. He probably didn't want LeBron to, to pass this record. But, you know, he's a human rights ambassador and all that. Let's get back on track. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Kareem taking a stray in a big spot. Well, what did I just say? Stop. I said, you know what? Actually, come to think of it, he's a nice guy. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, anyway. He was on the Pat McAfee show, as he always is. And he said before he makes any big decision about his – one thing we've glossed over a little bit here is – he hasn't outright said he's even playing next year. Like, so that's in, in terms of what are the possibilities. At least the way he's framing it right now is walking away from football is an option. He said that he is going to embark on a four-day, four-night darkness retreat soon after Super Bowl uh, Sunday. The 39-year-old said he has not decided if he'll play uh, and whether that's with the Packers or another team, there are obviously a lot of reports that he'll be traded. And all I want to know, and Mark, I know you want to know, because you have a definitely a life path that could put you on a Rick Rubin look uh, underground somewhere. At some point, what does it mean to do a four-day, four-night isolation retreat? You know, sitting in isolation, meditation, dealing with your thoughts. Nice. It stimulates, uh,
5: stimulates uh, DMT so there can be some uh, – uh,
6: hallucinations in there, but it's uh, it's just kind of sitting sitting in silence, which you know most of us never do. You know, we rarely even turn our phone off or yeah. you know put the blinds down to, to sleep in in, uh, in darkness. So
3: um, I'm really looking forward to. it. Let's get this maniac in the New York sports market. Let's do it.
4: Embrace I, the chaos. You know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> it, he obviously is an outlier among quarterbacks to, 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 to like suggest this type of thing, but I don't hate it. like I kind of get I get it a little bit and like I, I don't know like it, maybe it's not as fun to not uh, sling an arrow at him but I, I, couldn't we like, use a little bit more of silence and contemplation in our life? I, I was intrigued. I wanted to Dan find out. Dan is looking at me like, "Well, well, like, well when no, he said it's that, it's a little you can performative. Get, that's all." I, you, <laughs> I, I get that, but I actually think he there is some sincere. So I think
3: he. Oh, wants I don't to think, think do he's this BSing. He,
4: right? Yeah, I, I mean, think he wants.
5: He he is the type that wants people to. I think he wants to be a, a evangelist for it you know that like he wants other people to do this to become wise in the way that christ-like figure yeah becoming wise which maybe is too much but i was intrigued that you can have hallucinations and as he said dmt uh experiences without any drugs i was like okay i mean you've got me intrigued greg did perk up you you get the high but there's actually
4: no drugs involved
5: i will tell you something
4: really quickly uh i lived in boston (laughs) tell me more I lived in Boston for two months back in the late 90s, and I needed to make money. <laughs> I know the story. Is I <laughs> did a sleep study. It was a 10-day long sleep study where they put you through the ringer, where you're awake at one point for three straight days and your mind goes literally berserk. Like, you do see things, your mind operates. I think we're using like 2% of our mind, if even that. Right. Okay, and when I, when I
5: screamed out the word drugs at the top of my lungs here, our uh, <laughs> <laughs> our, our shadowy figure on the set just kind of like perked up and I was like, okay, I should shut up about this. Uh, it makes sense that this is where he <laughs> wants to make his decision, that you do want, maybe you, you want to do it as quickly as possible. He also said it was ridiculous to say he wouldn't retire just because Tom Brady's retiring. He'd be
4: happy to, like, share the Hall of Fame podium with him and J.J. But he's clearly... Probably yeah, playing, you, right? They do. They do seem to duel back and forth to grab the headlines. Rodgers and Brady
5: There's for like something the third there. straight. Oh yeah, they, I did want to mention they do bring them food, and you are allowed to leave. Like if you're not vibing with it, you can just go. Don't. They're not like, gonna lock you in, no. and you don't see the people, but they bring you three meals a day. So it's not through a hole. They bring you food through a hole. Right? Yeah, they like shove it in almost. like I just want to know what
3: food. Like, so what it's basically of, like you know? solitary but confinement at the, at the Rock.
5: But you can leave. I think that was crucial. I was like, what if it doesn't go well? Um, but then, you, you
3: know, you just get out of there. All right. Let's move on. Good luck Darren Rodgers on his journey. <laughs> All right. In other news, let's do a little Super Bowl injury update news. Let's start with the Chiefs. Well, the Eagles are very healthy, by the way. So the Eagles are in very good shape going into the game. Um, Kadarius Tony, on the Chiefs side of things, wide receiver, said he will definitely play uh, in the Super Bowl. He's listed as questionable um, after going down in the first quarter of the AFC title game. Um, Did not return to that game, but he is practicing again, as is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, also listed as questionable. But he is back on the practice field. And more good news for the Chiefs as well, uh, because LeJarius Sneed also um, on track to play. He was cleared from the concussion protocol. These are three big-time players,
6: Mark.
4: Yeah, I think it's the argument for the two-week break between the title game and this because, you know, had it been last Sunday, I'm not sure where we'd be with these guys. I just look at Kadarius Tony because we've seen it in spurts as the absolute X factor for Kansas City in this game. I think they, you know, because he's been in and out of the lineup and he's been used sparingly, that it's a perfect setup for Andy Reid to create three or four plays where he is the centerpiece and he's unguardable if they get him in the right place on the field.
5: Especially in the red zone. I mean, they, they survived the game they should have lost against Cincinnati losing those receivers we'll get to the preview we got mad dog on on Thursday for our preview show uh I'm looking forward to that but it does feel different for us personally because we're not we weren't at opening night we're not at the team availabilities but both these teams there's not a lot of drama to it which I love it's like football they're both great teams not saying they aren't good interviews but they're not making like screaming headlines Mm -hmm. that everyone gets all worked up about it's
4: about the ball (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that, <laughs> Uh Sneed said he's 110%, by the way, which is impossible.
4: Yeah, that's not possible. So to make
3: sure you, you're asking a bunch of you questions. Shouldn't at that point. Say, you shouldn't be saying You should are you things lying like to that. us? Right, it's what's not factual. What's the truth? Uh, and uh, Spaggs told NFL media it's huge getting that cornerback back on the field. In hiring news, Brian Flores. Uh, this was weird, the timing a little bit on this one, because on Monday's show, we talked about the Flores was a finalist for the Arizona Cardinals job. And then almost immediately, we learn that he is being hired by the Vikings to become their new defensive coordinator. What gives, Greggy?
5: Well, I'm going to just throw uh, an irresponsible speculation out there. That's what I do sometimes. I don't think he he probably knew he wasn't getting that job, and he probably didn't like to be used as, like, a token – person that they're putting out there that he was a finalist when he didn't really feel like he was a finalist so he took the job that was there
4: yeah I think that's who that's do the Cardinals at? want uh,
5: well they could well, be waiting Lou for this game they they are talking to Lou Anarumo later this week but the fact that they're taking so long and the Colts are taking so long makes me think there's probably someone in this game whether it's Jonathan Gannon or Shane Steichen that or, or Eric Bieniemy. who
3: knows that they, they could want all right, the last two San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinators. Great Flores. I mean, that's have, huge. Oh, yeah, them. yeah. We should touch on that. The Vikings, the reason why a lot of people, including myself, didn't take them seriously is because their defense was a wreck they, last year. So
4: it, it reminds me of He when, will make them better. Right. It reminds me of when Dallas went from a Mike Nolan-led defense that was an absolute disaster. Insert Dan Quinn, it becomes a team strength. I think the Flores is an incredible hire, and they need, they need bodies. They need, need players, yeah. They need players, but, I mean, I think this is a coup d'etat for the Vikings.
3: Uh, the 49ers, coup d'etat. A big, a violent big moment. A violent when coup d'etat. A, when he, when uh,
4: <laughs> Mark breaks
5: out coup d'etat, start, you know
3: it's Super Bowl week. Craig yeah. hey Digger, can we start doing a little ding whenever Mark says coup d'etat? I mean, it's
5: oh, no. not Now, all now the time. he's not going to say it. No, says it's
3: not all the time. If he says violent coup d'etat, coup d'etat, we do a, a double ding. Just that's a little. Cool, got it. Female assassin. Out. Just a total three, three circus. It's <laughs> just an absolute circus. <laughs> uh, anyway, the last two DCs for the Niners turned into head coaches. And Bob Sala. Uh, and then, of course. D'Amico Ryan, D'Amico Ryans, who uh, just got hired by the Texans. And now it's Steve Wilkes who heads to that role. Uh, the former Panthers interim head coach joins San Francisco as their DC. Uh, Greg, this is a solid hire as well. It's a great hire. And uh, I know
5: they like to develop their own coaches, but having a guy like Wilkes come in from the outside, I do think they have a few more questions than normal. Like, just. When I, I was looking at their roster and, and getting ready, I had an article up about what each team needs to do. They're a little thinner on the defensive line. Like They've actually got some I That's why I think they should just stand pat at quarterback, worry about everything else, make the rest of the team so good, you're quarterback proof.
4: I mean, Wilkes, everywhere he goes, it's like you hear the players love playing for him, so I think that's great for them. But I do worry about a team. I mean, Wilkes is a good hire, but you've had three coordinators in four seasons. At some point, your luck runs out on that front. I mean, we've seen that with New England last season.
3: Uh, And finally in the news, a lot of questions about the Tennessee Titans in general, uh, but let's uh, center at the quarterback position in this conversation. Ryan Tannehill, his future remains unknown. The Titans promoted Tim Kelly from passing game coordinator to OC on Tuesday, and in his uh, news conference, head coach Mike Vrabel said he kept Ryan Tannehill, quote, in the loop on the hire, uh, Vrabel went on to say that he seemed excited Tannehill did about what we're going to do and what we're doing with Vrabel also added that Ryan Tannehill is in the building every day, Grave Digger. Uh, Are you starting to feel or have you felt the whole time that Tannehill will remain a quarterback of the Titans? Yeah, I I do. I'm not sure if I... I thought we were going to get him there, but he was ready. Everyone is plugged in. in Love it. His Super
1: Bowl week. It's
4: Super Bowl week. Yeah, I don't know if I felt like it all the time. I got a little excited last week when Mark started talking about trading him to the Falcons and, like, the new era of what it could be. But I have kind of thought Tannehill will be the quarterback of the Titans for at least another season. So, Tim Kelly, internal promotion, why did it take so long? I don't know. They were interviewing, apparently reports out that they wanted to interview bien and Matt Nagy. I don't know if they did. Um, it felt like they were waiting for those guys, and then they announced the move this week. So, they did hire uh, Charles London to be an assistant, like, passing game coordinator, and he was coaching with the
3: Falcons, uh, quarterback's coach of the Falcons the last mm. two seasons. So, maybe that Mark, will do something, too. I don't about know. the idea that something that you can say in this show could excite Justin Graver, the yeah, way it did.
4: No, that forced me because he's not in my eye line. I had to right. dip it back off my chair and look between Dan and Greg right. just to see the look on his Greg, face. Odi,
3: What did you I, say I wasn't
4: about me? I was attempting to excite him with that because I think that would annoy most Titans fans. Were you
3: attempting to titillate our producer?
4: Sure, I am attempting to. <laughs> I cannot. He has a, he has um, powers that disturb me to some degree because it's those sound drops that he can, you know, insert into the show at will at any moment. So I try to play ball with him. Edit that out of the show. <laughs> producer. Wait, I don't The problem that. is the drops. Yes, producer. You, you <laughs> cannot it. tell if they're in real time or not. I think it's like slightly. <laughs> That's my favorite off.
3: I mean, I would say in terms of this era of uh, being able to, uh, you know, modulate people's voices and faces and videos, for that to be hitting our podcast and you specifically. Yeah. It has to be troubling.
4: Mark. Yep, No, it isn't, because I have the rights to myself. So you need to furnish me with a bundle of cash, and then I just go sit Justin, in that large I hotel Justin, I adore room.
3: you and think that you're wonderful at your job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad this came down in a good place. Charade. Uh, all right, that is what's happening in the news. All right, let's take a break, and then we will welcome on a man that I think is going to be a best friend when it's all said and done
4: we've said this before but i think this time it's it's gonna go better than
3: with cave i believe i hope so a little team of a talk with a very special guest up next
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
3: All right, we got a guest. It's a good one. It's a big one. I got to be honest with you. I'm more excited about this man joining us than anyone else. (laughs) Why? Because he basically said, hey, Barry Sanders, take a hike. I no, now own not. the touchdown record. No, he I would did never not do such that. a thing. You <laughs> <laughs> would never do such a thing with such a great player. But Jamal Williams is with us. Yes, and he is uh, coming off a season in which he scored 17 touchdowns, setting the Lions record. The Lions, who, by the way, Jamal Williams. The team of Around the NFL, we got behind you guys and celebrated every moment along the way. So thank you for joining us, uh-huh. and I can't wait to talk it to you right now. Let's
9: Appreciate do it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Everybody's dressed so marvelous up here.
3: <laughs> We've never
9: this got— called casual.
5: Oh, no, I mean, you, first of all, what your chain says— First way at Kazakage. Okay.
9: That's my president. name. I'm saying
5: you're, you're giving us compliments. You asked us where our coats were from. I think that's a sign that we're stepping up. I look gamer. great. No one's yes. ever this said that Zara men. Uh, you know, just got to kind of go in the kids section if you want to get it my <laughs> size. <it> <laughs> but yeah,
9: it's because I'm. One day I'm going to grow into a mold of. I'm wear suits, but not, okay.
3: not, not yet. Not but I want to make
9: sure I'm comfortable too. So, but I like that jacket. Right yeah, there.
3: this I think you can get this at Target. I, th- I think <laughs> so.
9: you're lying. For <laughs> it's
3: real, all, it's all available to you. You have got the accessory
4: game though going in a way that none of us would ever be able to accomplish. Believe
9: me, so. everything you see, somebody has given to me as a gift. Okay, okay. Well, like it. the Coach
4: fanny pack and then a number gift. of little
9: all
5: these trinkets, are gifts. A lot from, of trinkets from fans. It reminds me of my kids' backpacks a little bit. A lot of um, <laughs> yeah. Anime true. trinkets.
9: Oh, I'm a kid for sure. I will relate more to the kids
3: than with y'all.
9: No offense. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's true. That's fine. <laughs> we're all. So Jamal, like, such a crazy season because we followed Hard Knocks very closely. Where you were a, a star on Hard Knocks. Can we get a Jamal Williams Hard Knocks clip? Oh, please don't.
9: We ready to do your body like diarrhea? Free <laughs> trip, <laughs> You hear me? Drip, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember saying that one.
3: <laughs> and that was fun. And the Lions were a, um, a great hard knocks team. And then the season starts not so hot. But then you guys turn it on. And I thought it was so fitting for people that did follow the journey of the team and you mm-hmm. that after the final game of the season, Sunday night football, uh, you know, when the whole idea of that game was, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to punch his ticket to the playoffs, mm-hmm. even though the Lions were mathematically eliminated, who was it that was being interviewed after the game and giving, like, an iconic post-game interview? It was our guy, Jamal <laughs> Williams. Do you mind if we play a little clip of your post-game? Go
9: ahead. Compliments make me feel <laughs> some type of way, go ahead. can't do this for him. So, there's a lot of memories, a lot of emotion happening right now, but... I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to play this game for my great grandfather, and I'm glad that he's looking down on me. I know I'm making him proud. You said this ball's for him. Yeah, this is for him. Another thing, stop playing us, man. We made we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked picked the Packers over us. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let it finish.
3: I was getting it. Just it was just like the transition. I'll never forget that interview because the transition from the very touching comments. About your great grandfather to everybody that doubted us, go take a dirt nap.
9: Yeah, it's it's because I had a lot on my mind at the time, that's all. And yeah. I just wanted to make sure I gave my respects to my great grandfather. And then after that, I just thought about, you know, as what we've been through as a team. What a journey you know? it was. Yeah, and it's just, you know, I've never been, I don't think I've been the uh player of the game for Sunday night yeah Yeah. and so it was just like when I seen the ball they gave me two ball I'm like wow (laughs) I'm like I had a great game and then the first thing I thought about was just make sure I gave my praise to my great-grandfather and my my great-grandmother too they both passed away at 92 but they both together now living in heaven so I'm just happy to be able to give a performance for them as my last game and then after that just let people know to just stop playing the lines like this. It <laughs> was like a beat
5: dropping on like a big song or something. It was like, hold up, like let's flip it right yeah. there.
9: I, it's just my mind. I just flip it real <laughs> quick. That's why.
4: But where I do, I, I, you're watching you on Hard Knocks. Any, sort of anything you've done with the media, mm. you are like a wordsmith. You have a bit of a poetry kind of thing to you. Where I does can, it come from? I mean, I like,
9: consider myself like. Have y'all seen Pootie Tang?
3: <laughs> yeah.
9: <laughs> Side Tang. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Got <Side-eye-tay. laughs> <laughs> gotta say the name, no, my brother. Like. I, I, I really feel like i be talking like that. Like my words sometimes, oh, okay. I want to say a certain way, but my words be mixed up in different type of ways how I say it.
5: I, I love uh, using Pootie Tang as like a inspiration <laughs> for your life. I don't know if like they look back on Puty Tang as the greatest moment in their lives, and yet I do uh, uh, a comic uh, genius right
9: there. <laughs> I don't think they really understand how funny
3: Pootie Tang really is, though. I'm looking up Do you ever Tang.
5: feel bad when you score Yo, those? No, Louis <laughs>
3: C.K. directed Pootie
5: Tang? Oh, yeah. That's what I was talking about. It was Louis C.K. Um, wow. I forget who the other comedian is, and then obviously uh, Chappelle.
9: Yeah, they funny. <laughs> wait. Wait. Are you the youngest out of them? Um, I'm by one it. year. I got in by a year. One year? How yeah. old are you?
4: I'm, I'm much older than these two. real?
9: They'll have you know that. Nah, you just yeah. the silver man over there. Oh, he's, That's got one. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's so smooth. When you have gray hair, <laughs> on your, like in your tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you were asking, asking us Frosty. before. Yeah, you
4: were asking if we get into fights because we've been oh, doing the yeah. show for
9: so long. They've been together for so long, and I asked them do they fight. They said, like a uh, boy band. And then I asked, who? Well, who's I said rock band. But <laughs> oh, you, wait, my You went
4: boy band. That's fine. But I, yeah, there's a difference.
9: B2, there. B2K, you know, metal, B2 you know, it don't matter.
3: <laughs> Metallica, whichever y'all want to be. I it wouldn't say we're matter. quite Metallica either. We're no? like um, Soul Asylum or something. We're kind Soul
9: of, of Asylum. somewhere yeah. in the middle yeah, there.
3: That's that, that's showing our. I
9: area. can see y'all be that one Germany uh, band group that go dude. Oh, Rammstein? Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. You could definitely be on the, on the, the, the walking thing. I do the have to German You be playing and doing the German. You quickly, I
5: like you, though, because you go right to the meat of the issue right away, immediately asking who's the lead singer. Yeah, who is the lead singer? <laughs> Dan Danza. I'm the host, the host of the show. Aww, but
9: that's yeah. Listen, you know, what's crazy. I know y'all roll. Like, y'all just look happy. <laughs> we're a team. We
3: got to got. it. hey, good job. That's great team. You got to pass the you ball. Know role. You got to like, pass the ball. Pass the ball. Are lying? I don't know. Speaking
5: of teamwork like, do you ever feel bad stealing all those touchdowns from DeAndre Swift? Because you weren't my uh, my son's favorite guy, because he had DeAndre on his fantasy team, and it's like this guy Jamal yeah. Williams comes in and just steals. You're all the lead the touchdowns.
3: singer of that backfield. Let's be
5: honest. Feel bad about that?
9: Listen, I told I I told my teammates and everything, finish your food
3: because once you get to the
9: goal line, I'm
3: gonna finish it for you. And that's it. What is it? What was it like? Um, you know, with the city you know, getting so revved up as that season went along and, and kind of spinning forward, Jamal, like, now, next summer, it's not going to be any about, like, the cute, cuddly Lions. Mm-hmm. There's going to be actual expectations. Yeah. Do you think you guys are built to handle that?
9: Oh, yeah. We've been ready for it. But it's just more of just taking your time with it and enjoying the process and just get, make sure you get, like, growing now. Like being on the Green Bay Packers, I was like rookie little guy. Didn't really have to talk. We had vets for that. the you know get everybody ready. You
6: didn't got to get me ready. I'm always ready.
9: But now that I'm on the Lions, like I'm a leader now. I gotta, I gotta be vocal and you know I rather lead by action. No, <laughs> you, know, you, know you mean, like you to lead by, by being vocal. I gotta, you know, a little bit of stop. stuff. I have to be. That's just the, <laughs> the extra level of trying to be a leader. And but I rather be the leader by example only. But if I want to grow and be That man that I know I can be and do things that I've never seen myself doing, I got to talk and let them understand, you know, how I'm feeling and what this means to me. Because I feel like the more you find out how much, you know, the game is from your teammates, the more that makes you want to pour in and do the best that you can and, and let them know that it's serious for you too.
3: You mentioned the Packers. Did you see this Rodgers four-day, four-night darkness retreat? I I don't even know what that is. He's just going to, like, lock himself in a room and contemplate. He he said it gives him a natural high, and he might stay in Mm. there the whole time. He might leave occasionally. Would mm. you do something like Do you need to do something like that? I feel like you're a stimulated guy with your love <laughs> of anime. I feel like you wouldn't be able to go nah, dark for four days.
9: <laughs> well, I mean, watching anime, there's people with anime do things like that all the time. So, yeah, I get it. So, I, But I wouldn't do it personally. I just watch some anime, play a video game, you know, <laughs> contemplate life right there. I'm, I'm pretty good, really.
4: <laughs> I got to tell you one time... Um, uh, the combine is in Indianapolis. I
9: would year. join them though. I would just you would do it. I would experience. You gotta experience things once. Well, it depends on. Depends well, you'd have to be
5: separate because he just would be like Jamal. Can you sh- shut the you hell up? You gotta be here. separate. I'm trying to have yeah. You yeah, can't just be team in the room. I'm yeah, the most. I
9: promise. I'm the most the quiet idea. person ever. Give me listen. All you have to do is give me a room in your house. Give me a. Uh, outlet, a TV, and, a wi- and Wi-Fi, you wouldn't even know I'm there. Only thing you would be like is, why is there always people dropping food off in my front door?
3: <laughs> that was that would literally be it. So you wouldn't even hear me, Do honestly. you have Do you have, like, um, a house or condo or whatever that's just very sparse but has a very incredible entertainment center hookup? Oh, I'm, like, picturing yet. it right now. I don't right even now. have
9: my own house yet. I don't. I know. I'm still working. I'm still saving.
3: Another contract, another game like this, a contract's yeah. going to come that's well, going to. Well, yeah, speaking of. like, i mean, no
5: rush. we put a lot of uh, emotions. Into watching the Jamal Williams and Detroit Lions journey, like we said, oh, we, we pick a team officially. When we said you're the team of the round, the NFL podcast, we pick them officially. Lions were our team, so like, oh, okay. you're not gonna you're not gonna leave us, right? Like, uh, I? like you're you're a free agent <laughs> this offseason. I'm just saying, like, is it? No, is it feeling good? You
9: guys that? are too smart to He's understand. He's the lead singer I'm of this. I'm not the only guy. one that got the choice in this. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be there. That's what I'm saying. I want to be in Detroit. Leave it there. It's not my you know what I mean? If i if I go somewhere but I want to be in Detroit. Well Brad That's
5: Holmes it. is a huge around the NFL podcast fan, so he's listening, so yeah. he he'll know.
9: Brad knows I want to be in Detroit. All right, alright, let him know. I wanna be there. I like the, the energy, I like the coaches, I just like the environment and where we're heading, you know, as a as a team. So I just can't wait to see have, next year.
4: Have you ever seen uh Dan Campbell cry? Cry? Yeah.
9: Mm, Sort of, kind of. I want to say emotional cry just because he cares, you know. So I think it's more of when he started getting – I think anybody, when they start getting angry a little bit, you, you tear up just a little bit, you know. Your eyes are watery. Well, you had that speech them, during I hard docs, right,
5: a little bit. Yeah. That was emotional.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but don't, you know, like I said, don't let them tears fool you. It's all dog in there. I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I run people over crying. I'll do it.
3: Well, that's, again, why that Sunday Night Football interview, like it showed the bo- both sides of Jamal. Like, yeah. It's all there right there, that two-minute bite. Um, you know, speaking of uh, the team of around the NFL, we have a theme song that we play, <laughs> and we we wrote it, and we had a, a friend of ours record it. And like, I'm curious if you are into it. Like, we would like you to give a like, put on your music review hat. Did y'all rap? Y'all rap? No, we're not it. Nah. We're not singing in it. I no, and if you join in, yeah, it is not a rap. But but, do you like like? Do you like rock music at all? Or yeah, okay. I love heavy metal. So let's,
9: if I had to choose, I, I'd be a heavy metal man. All right, this is man.
3: Dick Banks, the one-man house band with a team of Around the NFL theme, with Jamal Williams, star of the team of the Around the NFL, listening in, then giving his review. <laughs> Hit it, Justin. It's starting out good. the team,
6: team of ATL. The team TEAM OF
1: ATL ONLY ONE TEAM CAN earn THE RIGHT NOW'S THE TIME TO SHINE A LIGHT ON THE TEAM OF ATL THIS IS A VERY SPECIAL HONOR
9: that's pretty good. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, for me, more than anything, when I listen to music, I just like the beat. So if your beat is something yeah. i like, I like it. It's yeah, it's a got a little, right. I
3: wouldn't call it Romstein, de- 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 but it's de- de- got a little bit of, it's got a yeah. heaviness to it. Yeah. yeah We've it's been it's doing this show a long time. We have never had a
5: member of the team of ATL sing along Progress. to the song. Yeah. I think that means we got to run it
3: back. With
9: Progress. I got it. Once I heard team once, I'm like, God, I'm waiting on the next team.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add before we say goodbye, Jamone? Oh, I just want to the luck there or look what there which one
4: right here i think right
3: here (laughs) that one all right i just want to give
9: a shout out to my friends back home in the ie inland empire baby i just want to let y'all know man i miss y'all i love y'all can't wait to be back home again and then go out there and get you some goodies stuff man (laughs) that's our stuff back home we trying as a goodies foundation we giving back to our back home in ie so if you ever want to go and just give our uh, donate yeah donate or help out Goodies,
3: Goodies.com. Goodies, yes sir. Beautiful. Goodies. All right, Jamal. Thank you so much, my man. And uh, thank y'all. I appreciate that. Best y'all. of luck going forward, and we hope you're on the Lions because we want to run back team of ATL. Maybe at the it. Lions. Yeah. Or so maybe so we just follow Jamal. It. We're, we're not doing it if Jamal's the not there. Team. Yeah. Oh, was it ATL? A-T-L. <laughs> Jamal Williams, everybody. That's great. There he goes, Jamal Williams. I thought that went very well. I like that man. He is. He's a different cat. Um, but the fact that he got into the, the theme of ATN that that even took her up took him up another level for me.
4: I mean, these player interviews can go all over the place. And he came in hot, asking us in-depth questions about our show, about the dynamics between us, who was sort of the leader of the show, and mm. we got into fights a lot because we've been doing it for it's so long. true. I love that.
3: He cared. He, he liked our wardrobe. That's yeah. never happened. No right. No ever I, said
4: that. I, I wish I had asked him
5: like I, I once fatefully asked Kayvon about uh, friendship because I think the answer would have been different. And I think if we were going to have a player— who would pop in every once in a
4: while mm. just as, like, an, a guest host. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it'd be Jamal Williams. I hope he's back on the lines. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I mean, maybe we don't bring up the "aren't you our friend" thing, and we just keep, yeah. you know, hand Sometimes off the hand off just the needy.
5: Just be friends. Yeah,
4: just let it. Still yeah, I
5: think Mark, that's, Mark knows how to make people no, that, work for it.
3: That's true. Want it, <laughs> beg
5: for and it. And I know, like you wanted me. the begging cave on thing.
3: for you, Mark. <laughs> Greg, you wanted the cave on thing so badly that it's almost like Mark and I paid the price. Was I his, had it. His yeah, guard you guys was blew up. it.
4: Greg's like, I'm on vacation now. <laughs> Dan and Mark take bullets to the middle of the head.
3: All right. Let's take a break, and then uh, (laughs) we'll get uh, some more guests in here. we got two of the best wide receivers in the league coming up next.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And
6: I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, king of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have it off?
0: I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because then it I it?
6: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, our next guest is one of the best players in the NFL, C.D. Lamb, star wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys. You know it's Super Bowl week when in a non-ironic way or there's not even any need to explain any further, the great C.D. Lamb is sitting there, and in front of him is deodorant. (laughs) just a bar of deodorant. What brings he here, C.D. Lamb? Uh, Old Spice, if
7: you can't tell. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, definitely Old Spice. They got a new blend on the deodorant swagger. 24-7, longer lasting. Keep you feeling fresh, man. I I showed
4: up in the hotel last night and this morning (laughs) uh, in a daze, opened up all my bathroom items, and I literally forgot deodorant and had to go Mm. downstairs to the little hotel shop. And I bought a product that was not Old Spice. So Mark, I apologize. Just, Wait, just, that's just, just
3: ask CD if you, if yeah. you need. I
4: got you. Know, you. He's literally right, holding something. No, I think up. this is the kismet. This is, this is how this <laughs> if works. You, so.
7: if you, you could take this one. If you
5: want. Really? <laughs> I mean, Mark does have the least <laughs> right. amount of swagger out of the.
7: Three. Yeah, <laughs> so, the suit. I need little, Thank you, know.
3: you OK, I'm wrong. CD, um, how, how are you, buddy? This is obviously uh, as we come up on the Super Bowl. That is that's the goal. The Cowboys once again got close but no cigar like where's your vibe on like where the dallas cowboys are uh as we head toward another new season uh
7: unfortunately here we are again uh but i hate i hate being close you know i'm sure everyone on the team does and we owe it to all our fans uh it's been quite some time since the last time we've had a Lombardi come back to Dallas. But uh, just being, I'm grateful to be here, grateful for all of the experience and being here in Arizona
5: in this atmosphere. Uh, There's nothing like it. So you had, you had a monster season. I found it weird. It, your season almost went a little under the radar considering you're like the Dallas Cowboys number one wide receiver. Like a, a big step up, I, I thought. 100, over 100 catches, 1,300 yards. I feel like all the big time wide receivers, this is just a theory. Like why don't, why? I'm, I'm going to ask you first. Why do you think maybe you're not getting quite as much pop? as other receivers. In the eyes I of this for the guy.
7: Dallas Cowboys yeah. and uh, the first 5 games I didn't have Dak. but it was still a lot of consistency going on. So I didn't have my first 100-yard game until like week 10.
5: So I my theory is you do everything well. Like you're very physical, you, you run routes well, you you get open, you also get pet, like you you're you're a little bit of a you're a guy who can do everything. Maybe you need to make something your one thing as a branding? Like, what would your one thing be as a receiver?
7: Uh, one-on-one balls. Go uh, balls. Okay. I like you those.
4: can't jump in the kettle because that's been taken <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs>
7: For sure, perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect.
3: What is I, it? You mentioned Dak because, like, I don't know. Like, we, we cover the game and this is our 10th Super Bowl and it's like, the obsession with the quarterback is always a thing mm-hmm. with the Cowboys. It was with Romo before Dak, and now it's Dak. Part of you being the number one wide receiver, you always have to be answering questions about Dak. Why isn't he this? Why is he that? Um, after a tough ending of the season, like how does this team take that next step with Dak? I know we have a new offensive coordinator in the mix. What else does this team need to do in terms to, to make that step to get to the title game, to get to the Super Bowl?
7: You Guide us around Straight sure, like that. Um go look at the Eagles, they got three receivers, um, great tight end group. Uh they run the ball well. O line is very phenomenal. You look at San Fran, they got they, they surrounded their quarterback and uh you get you get success ultimately. I mean granted we got we got just you know, as many weapons, but that extra player or that that, that one all all it takes is one. You know, you, you can be so close in that to the to the Super Bowl and it could be a deciding factor so I feel like just keeping him just keeping him comfortable in the pocket just keeping just keeping him surrounded with you know whatever is sport production should I say and uh you got to stay healthy
4: and when you you know last off season, I think an early narrative with the Cowboys when it comes to weapons was Amari Cooper traded for like a bag of spoons and it was like wait a minute <laughs> like what are we doing taking this big talent uh, uh, you guys all looked up to him I'm sure as well right. off the roster he's not really replaced in any way. Do you guys like text each other and just be like, what are we doing here with this kind of move?
7: No, we for sure text each other just kind of, because nine times out of ten, we don't really know that it's coming, mm-hmm. you know, until it hits, it hits the market or hits the internet. So it's uh, kind of confusing. I mean, it is what it is. You never really want to question it. It's just all on stepping up and in and the, pro- and, and the progress of being confused. You just want to, you got to do what you got to do.
5: Did you like how Mark, you know, for our listeners, because this is also an audio podcast, showed you what texting is like? Uh, like with texting well, for you th- so you That's, so a, that's, you that's how a
4: thespian operates. You actually show, you know, it's play And yeah. a showman. Yeah, a and showman. it's an audio show, so it's, it was of no help at all. So. You, show, you consider yourself a
3: showman?
7: Uh <laughs> nah, pretty much, I guess. I'm performing. <laughs>
3: I think that's what Greg might have been getting at earlier. He wants you to, I guess, stand out more? Like no, I think what it is is I think people
5: that really w- no, it's not so much that. I think <gasps> I thought you got a lot better. Do you do you think you're that's accurate this year that you took like another level up? Most def.
7: I took a step. Like, how do you
5: think you did it? What I was saying is I think people that watch the game see you and put you in that class with a Jamar Chase and a Justin Jefferson that, like, you took that leap this year to get there. So I guess I was just trying to figure out the disconnect there.
7: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, I feel like in a situation to where you don't have your quarterback for the first five, I'm going to keep highlighting that because sure. it's, it's crazy. Um, you don't have your, fir- your starting quarterback first five games, and then he come back, and then, like, it takes him about a game or two to get acclimated, you know, in the season. And now we're already, you know, in week nine, week 10. And mind you, when I was week five or like week nine, week 10, a lot of guys already had 1,000 yards pushing 1,800, you know, and I still managed to be in the conversation. And then once we got, once I got Dak back, the offense got rolling again. And then, you know, the numbers started doing what they do. And um, all a part of that is just staying true to myself, staying through the grind, and understanding if I have my one the whole season, who knows what the numbers look like
4: i got to ask you something that's a little bit off the the range of football um but this podcast goes back 10 years and, and, and dan and i about a decade ago did a, a show about um eric berry the old chiefs defender mm-hmm. um had, was petrified of horses mm. like very very scared of them i mean i don't know where it's p- certainly probably came i love horses i know i know i read that you are just a you for a whole life you've been riding horses you grew up on a ranch
7: yeah park. I mean, how would you
4: help someone like Eric Berry um, <laughs> overcome that kind of fear? And you can help him out. Just
7: I feel learn. like in a city, situ- once, you, once you've once made your mind up that something that you're not going to get yourself into, nah, I don't think there's no change in your mind. Like me, I would never, uh, I'm afraid of heights. Like, I'm terrified of them. And, uh
4: So you don't want to be able like, to go on a super tall horse? Like, yes.
7: Yeah, just- no, 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 I'm cool with that. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know why, I'm cool with those type of heights, <laughs> yeah, you know okay. what I'm saying? I- but I'm buildings, roller coasters, yeah, I'm cool, with- I'm cool on those. But, uh... I guess man, taking him for a spin. Like he, he got it's only he gotta get on the back of a horse and control it.
5: <laughs> yeah, ride it. Uh you you've played with like so many big name quarterbacks that's wild. Maybe you maybe you are the, the key to all these guys though. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> Kyler Murray, Whoa. and Dak Prescott. How many like first of all, I don't know if any wide receivers played with uh, a bunch of names like that, but if you could compare them in terms of how their passes are like, yeah, how are their passes that. are different? I just want to know how they're different, though, because people talk about, like, oh, he throws a good ball or he throws this or that. Like, how are they, they differ in terms of how they throw their They
7: ball? judge it off of uh, pretty much, I feel like, the throwing power or depending on the situation. So if we're running a slant, right, and you're throwing it in between two people, I expect you to have a lot more firepower than you would if I'm running a one-on-one slant, right? So, like, the ability to put the ball in a certain area depending on the coverage, right? I feel like that's where you can judge it the most different, and that's all on decision-making. That's why I say I feel like there's no way you can judge the difference on who's throwing what. You just got to see it, you know, and then be the, the judgment so of the So you're it. not going to
5: rank them and just no, Barry Baker,
3: no. Mark, Mark's guy over I'm here? Nice try, Greg.
7: You almost got me, but I'm not going
3: to. <laughs> Were you, um, having played with Jalen, did it not surprise you the way his game took a big step this year
7: not at all um just because i feel like the whole his whole story all started when he got benched by tua and then the following year he had ended up in oklahoma so uh, just that whole process i got him like when he, 2019 i didn't know who we were going to get right um my junior year in college i didn't know who, were, who was going to be our starting quarterback and then once i finally got the news that he was going to be it like maybe two three days before i had hit him hit him a text like yo let me know whatever you need like we can get right and then you can come stay with me if need be and then the first week of him being there he even got there two days late, earlier we met at coach riley's house and then he ended up staying with me and then we ended up working out immediately after and his at that moment i knew i could relate to him just how hard he worked and how much he wanted it because he wanted it just as much as i did you know and we both you know together wanted the same thing and the end goal was to win a national championship unfortunately we were short but that proves a lot of him and i know what he's doing out there in phil
3: a little annoying he ended up on
5: the eagles crazy huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy a little bit um You ever notice how like the Cowboys, um, ex-Cowboys, kind of dominate the broadcast booth? Like it's a little different playing with the Cowboys. It's like you got a Cowboys quarterback. You used to have a Cowboys tight end in the broadcast booth. Would you ever want to be that ex-Cowboy? That (laughs) most definitely. Okay, most definitely. I I add to that. I add to the list.
3: Um, Last question. Um, This is a controversial subject on our show. I, I say that Mike McCarthy has a real zaddy energy to him. Um, he's a a man that, that wait a minute yeah what I don't know if that's the right no, he's like a zaddy. Like, he's a guy that you can uh, look up to, and he carries himself with blood. It's a swagger that's like the deodorant and a little bit understated. They don't agree with me. Do you see any zaddy qualities with Mike McCarthy?
7: I don't know what you mean by this zaddy. I don't know what. That is. I'll just say this we're nobody's underdog.
6: <laughs>
7: that's my mans right there. Yes, sir. All
3: right. So you're going you're gonna to hold a hard, firm no comment on that. Ben.
7: No comment. But uh, I, I'm with my mans all the way.
3: Same, same. We can agree on that. All right. C.D. Lamb, best of luck going forward, my man. Thanks for joining the show. Appreciate you guys. There he goes. C.D. Lamb, another nice guy. I think it was kind of interesting, and he's been doing, obviously, the media rounds here at Media Row. um, And he is pounding the drum, like, get us more pieces on offense, which is not to, like, purposely, like, Dump on a guy like Michael Gallup or even Zeke Elliott at this stage of his career, but you see that there is a frustration coming through there. Like, yeah, you can get on us or get on Dak, but look at these other super teams that are just loaded all over the place, and we're not quite that, which is fair. It's complex
4: because, in a way, you're you're having to point an owner up finger at your owner, who is also your general manager uh, in in one sense. And also, you're like lead (laughs)
5: advertiser. But that's tricky. It's interesting to me though, because I think Jerry Jones likes that. Like, CeeDee Lamb's not overly outspoken, certainly compared to some wide receivers. He was really cool. Like, a great, you, you get a better sense of like his vibe. But I think he knows he works in an organization that actually will hear what he's saying in the media, and Jerry Jones will be like, Oh, how about that CD? You know, maybe, maybe he's onto something. Do you <laughs> like, think, like, he actually might listen to his wide receivers, where I
3: think
4: some others yeah. will sure. not?
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you think he knows or has an idea of what a zaddy is? That was an interesting CD. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think he does. I think that may be where he doesn't quite know with the tone I, of our but- show. I
3: want this. I want this video to go
5: out on social. Check out our, you know, our Instagram page uh, for for all the the visuals of what we've been doing, but his face screwed up. Like, what are you talking about, man? The no, 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 no. It was
3: more like the way I took it is he had never even thought about that before, and he was wrapping his head around it. I just didn't And have, then dismissing it. No, I just didn't have the time to really kind of give him the full... Elevator pitch, but at the same time, I think I would have had him if I had another. I mean, five it minutes.
4: wasn't a striking victory for your argument. I right. would say that. I, wouldn't I would say that. Well, well we've, yeah. we've, been, yeah, we've been
3: making
5: the case, Mark and I, that there might be a, like a little bit of projection here. Then you know, we're closer to Mike McCarthy's age ultimately than we are to Ceedee Lamb. So I think to Ceedee Lamb, it might They'll be a, mark. a quite a big, <laughs> quite a big leap to seeing his coach that way. I think he's closer to being a grandfather type to, to Ceedee Lamb
3: yeah okay but
5: well, Greg is that. coming
3: with a lot of logic a grand zaddy yeah a grand, grand zaddy <laughs> that's pretty good too anyway he also did Projection. say he loved that man <laughs> <laughs> and I think I love him too all right let's keep rolling here from CD lamb to Jamar Chase here he comes man we got some of the best wide receivers in football on this episode first CD lamb and now in the AFC. The great Jamar Chase, welcome to Around the NFL. Good, sir.
8: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. How y'all doing?
3: I'm doing I, well. Well, I got to tell
4: you, just I got to own this. Yes. Like, uh, You know, this the effects of Super Bowl week um, affect people differently. Uh, and I asked, you know, Jamar, how's this week been? He's been very busy. He said, yeah. did, were you here at last year's Super Bowl? It's like... Yeah. yes i played in that game <laughs> and you're sitting next to a bona fide idiot so just turn like it was a big
5: moment make. for our podcast yeah. you know was <laughs> celebration
3: were we, we were all about the bengals last year yeah. Yeah. well we'll get you to a doctor immediately after today's show <laughs> um Jamar, uh, what are you uh, doing here with uh carnival and pepsi zero sugar yeah so
8: um i'm here on a second year they gave me an opportunity to give rookies a free chance to win a cruise um you got to go to www.pepsizerosugar.com. Sign up there to, to win a free cruise for the cool.
3: rules. Well, speaking of sugar, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I imagine part of this kind of sucks, right? Like, you were so close to the Super Bowl, and instead you're sitting with these bozos, this man didn't even know you were in the game last year. <laughs> um, like, how long did it take? Is it, is, are you even there yet for, like, the frustration of, you know, getting the ball twice there in a tie game? Just just not able to get over the hump and get back to the big
8: game? Um, I'm still a little bit there. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Arizona right now and all I'm seeing is Chiefs and Philly right now. it has got to be annoying. It's, it's a little annoying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so. Um, but for the most part, man, it was a fun opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I had that chance. Um, wish we could have done more. Um, wish we could have had more calls. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's football. You gotta, somebody's not, somebody's not going to be happy at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So, Sorry. Right. You think the officiating decided that game? It had a play. It had a play.
5: It
3: wasn't <laughs> great. I'm sure
5: you heard that a lot in the city <laughs> too. I don't know if you were going around Cincinnati for a couple of days, but it, it had to be hot. I mean, <laughs> it, it just was a little off sometimes.
8: You know, it, it didn't always go. I mean, they didn't always get their calls either. But you know, it, it happens. It's football, and I'm one of the best receivers in the league, and I can't get a call f- for nothing.
6: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: They they keep you busy though, like the NFL. You know, wheel keeps turning. You went straight from that game to Vegas for the Pro Bowl games. And I have some sound. There's a mystery kind of on on social media right now of, like, uh, what was said to you at the Pro Bowl games. I think we're going to listen to it. And maybe you can uncover this mystery for us. Okay. Keep
9: up the good work, man. I hate that you keep cooking us, but.
5: The player says, you keep cooking us, but you couldn't tell which player it was, and we're sick of it. That he, Who oh, yeah, was, who was that player? I want to know who that was. Um, you <laughs> okay. keep cooking us.
8: <laughs> that was the kicker,
5: Tucker. Okay. Oh. From uh, Ravens. Oh,
3: the, the greatest kicker of all time. Yeah. That makes Tucker. sense, because yes. you have
5: smoked the Ravens quite a few times. <laughs> you personally. <laughs>
3: There was. I mean, you had a legendary (laughs) rookie year. You absolutely abused Baltimore as a rookie. That was fun to watch. For a a Browns fan uh, like Mark, that must have been. Nice right. to see Jamar damaging the Ravens that Well, way.
4: also just to see, you know, for so long, like, <laughs> Ohio football, Browns and Bengals struggle, And I really feel like you and Burrow obviously showed up, and it's like you didn't care mm-hmm. about the past, and you just said torch whatever the people think about the Bengals for years and years. But part of that for me, I feel, is Zach Taylor, who last year was like sort of an anonymous, one of the more anonymous unknown coaches, mm-hmm. tugs you all the way to the promised land, what is what is it about zach taylor that we don't know that we don't understand because it seemed like his leadership popped up big time down the stretch this year too yeah uh
8: man i love zach i can honestly say that you know what i'm saying he's he's a caring person and he cares about his football team um and just not just the football team individuals period you know what i'm saying especially if a person's in need needs help um is going through something zach always has his door open and and, and and wants us to come talk to him. So uh, I appreciate Zach for doing that and, you know, uplifting everybody else who's, you know, always dug theirself in a hole.
5: Mm. I noticed, like, defenses came at you guys different. Like, what, what what did you notice this year for how they were guarding you specifically, and what did you try to do? Yeah, uh, a
8: lot of teams would play cover two to my side, or, or, or they would play six period, um, two and four on each side. And then they would probably do a little two man, probably do a little two Tampa. Um, they they'd also just double me, double double or triple double. That means all three of the receivers are getting doubled. Um, they would really do a lot of different things, man. Sometimes they would just look at our splits and play us differently from technique. So um, I can honestly say it's been a lot of coverage that I've never seen before uh, in this lead. and the past the last three weeks. I want to say that that's why i've seen a lot of different coverages
5: mm. they're sick of you getting those go balls o- over their head like so what did you do about it uh we
8: started doing a lot of stuff underneath you know what i'm saying um t higgins has been doing his thing this 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 year man honestly uh he's been a big help to me not just me but to joe burrow itself you know what i'm saying and um We're going to keep going, and I can't wait till we get Tyler Boyd in this thing, too.
3: This is speculation season now, of course, and people look at, you know, Jamar's going to need to get paid on his second contract down the line. Burrow, of course, is in line for a massive extension, maybe the biggest contract in the league. Is T Higgins and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow going to be able to stay together? I mean, I would imagine the move is to stay together as long as possible. We don't need to break this up Mm -hmm. right now. I mean,
8: yeah. I mean, yeah. I've always I'm be on T every day. You know what I'm saying I don't know what T's gonna do. Um, hopefully he stays in Cincinnati. I don't know what Joe's gonna do. I don't know how you know everything's gonna work. But I'm always in T's ear, making sure he's trying to stay with me. Um, hmm. You know at the end of the day, Joe Joe's gonna do. I think Joe's gonna do the right thing. You know what I'm saying Joe's not uh, a cocky dude when it comes to money. He doesn't really care too much, and you know he that's that's what makes him himself.
5: So what, you're saying like he's getting good value out of those clothes because they look expensive. Um we got that much money it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs>
8: that's
3: true well, are
4: you I, mean, I know you and burrow they talk about how you guys are great friends i mean what is a like a you know, in the off season say you go over to joe burrow's house or you, he goes just like what do you what what
3: is it, it true evening? sometimes these things well, yeah are you up. are you great friends yeah. and if
4: so what does a night look like when you guys get together yeah, and do um, your thing? <laughs> actually i had to force joe to go to vegas with me
8: um He's such an inside cat that he doesn't want to go outside at all, and um, (laughs) I hate that he's like that because, you know, he's such a great person, such a great quarterback, that he doesn't really get the chance to live his life, and that's the hard part about a person that has that much status surrounding herself. uh, I told him, just go to, the, go to the Pro Bowl, man, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? You, you probably won't play because of who you are. You know what I'm saying? You can pull stripes, man. You don't have to play. Sure. Just enjoy the moment, man. Mm-hmm. You don't really get this too many times. So, you know, I just wanted him to enjoy the moment and, and live it up.
5: Wait, did he go with you? Hell yeah. He did, yeah. Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that because he wasn't part of the Pro Bowl, wasn't, Bowl games but, or something. But he was out there. Oh, okay. Exactly. That's a good um. friend good friend work just like it is good friend work <laughs> seriously um, like he didn't do the game but he goes out It's like there. joe i don't
3: want to go over your house and watch titanic again Let, let's go <laughs> out <laughs> we're
5: no netflix we watching
8: watching U- ufc the whole time not that same okay <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. right
3: same thing um, well not the same thing i just cycling back for a second you mentioned the officiating and i know like roger goodell had his su- uh annual super bowl press conference today that was the subject officiating in general was a subject for many fans throughout the season as somebody that boots on the ground plays the game like what do you see as something officiating can do in terms of improving or do you think it was more that game itself or was it the whole season that you had issues with um
8: i'm just talking about the game in general um i don't really pay attention to too much officiating stuff going on uh, because it's so much more i gotta do and think about but for the most part you know it's it's not always gonna go our way you know what i'm saying and i feel like it's that way because of who we are uh, we're the Bengals, and nobody's expecting us to win. And when they see us winning, it's kind of a shock for people. Mm. Uh, so I mean, I'm hoping the refs not against them, but sometimes it could be a play
5: play a part Sometimes. When you won the AFC Championship last year, um, there's a famous NFL films clip of you. Uh, we're, we're gonna play it. Have you have you listen to it here? All right.
8: Damn, you're one. Oh my God! I'm glad I stopped crying before all those interviews, bro. I want to cry again so bad, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm, get it out, bro. I got it out. I got it out.
3: Mark, our first year at NFL media, they didn't let us park in the parking lot, and and we got Jamar going to the Super Bowl in the top of the town. <laughs> Very different first years at the NFL. Absolutely. I know that clip is actually
5: like 40 <laughs> seconds, and the first 20 are just you kind of crying. Um, audibly, it's yeah. it's very touching. Like how much it means to you. As a man who wants to really promote other men crying, like I want that to be okay. How do you feel <laughs> he like he talks being, about it all the time? Yeah, you know, being kind of a <laughs> spokesman for the the male crying community. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an absurd. Question. Okay, you just put me on the spot, basically. <laughs> um, no, what was that like? I mean, what was that I, moment I, like? Because it, it 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 was cool. See, I mean, you for it. the
8: most part, man, it's a it's a emotional moment if you love the game. I feel like um and especially if you put yourself through so much to get that way and that far. Um, you got to live in a moment and and enjoy, accept it, take it all in. And I did that, you know what I'm saying? And at the moment of time, I was just having chills that I really couldn't believe that I did that, you know what I'm saying? And had the unremarkable year that I had because that wasn't planned. Um, I just was trying to be myself and play football. And, you know, I got back reunited with Joe and we took off.
4: Do you feel like younger players, like we talked before about the transformation of the Bengals, like, That moment was, I mean, that city had not experienced anything like that in decades. Was that kind of something you understood, or or are you still learning what Cincinnati, what it all means to Cincinnati? Honestly, I feel like
8: I understand, because when I first got there, man, I would, Tyler Boyd and Joe Mix was in my ear every day about how horrible they was. Like, I mean, (laughs) every day. I would hear so many different stories about people fussing in the locker room. The locker room's not this, it's a cancer, Mm. this, that. And I was just like, dang, I can't believe it. You know what I'm saying? He like,
3: must have been pumped. <laughs> <laughs> you
8: know, yeah, he was. You know, yeah. He was like, yeah, we ain't got that no more. The first He would always say, we don't have that no more. We got Jamar Chase. I'm like, you got Joe Burrow. I don't you have. <laughs> yep. so. It's crazy
3: to think now, but there was so much speculation and – talk including on our podcast about do not go near a wide receiver in that first round after Joe Burrow blew out his knees like you got to get an offensive lineman but the right move was bringing Jamar Chase into uh that building and we hope you have many more great years in Cincinnati with uh Joe Burrow because you guys are a lot of fun to watch yes sir thank you appreciate it thank you all right there he is Jamar Chase thank you buddy thanks Jamar no problem you know guys it was great Jamar Chase uh It's kind of a weird interview. I I kind of set it off the top in the conversation, but to get that close, to have the Chiefs beat, basically, it felt like, and then not to do it, and now you're doing the rounds with talking to bozos like us, uh, you know, I give credit to Jamar for, you know, keeping it real with his head held high. I mean, I thought I'd try to help him out. By suggesting that I had no remembrance of him
4: being in last year's game to take that, yeah, pain what away. happened there? Uh, you know what? I literally just disassociated from my entire body because, like, the player comes up, you're trying to make him feel comfortable. It's like, what did he say exactly? He just when looked at me <laughs> like you are. A, were you literally brought to America like four minutes ago? No. Like, what did he say? He said I was in the game. He said, "Well, I was." I, I said, "No, did you have you done this before?" Like the radio, everything. He's like, "I was in the game last year." And I just like, <laughs> my, this is literally the stupidest thing I've ever said as an adult. It's so. very
5: much like you're at a bar and a girl is right there, and you're just like, Oh, you. Come I'm here often, and you get you
4: get in trouble.
3: I I would mess. That you know, we had up too. we I think I mentioned it. We had dinner last night, and uh, we were talking about it with Gravedigger was with us, and we had uh, Kevin Clark in the Ringer, and we we're talking about what are the underrated moves you can do in life. Is like when you really biff something real bad, that you just not just own it, you just like let the the waterfall they come over. You just go like, guys. I got this one wrong. I, I blew this one. I, I get, tried to do that. Yeah, I th- tried to do it before Greg did it to me. So that was <laughs> right. sort of my other strategy. <laughs> when you fuck <laughs> out too long. When you mess up so bad, you have to do the. I ah, got that one wrong, yeah, guys. I don't I'm think really I sorry. Are, like
4: I think that he's. I'm lesser in his uh, mind than the two of you. I'm, I'm really like reading too much. I don't think he'll ever think of any of no, this he's ever not again. Of us
5: at all. I. Uh, I might be reading too much into it, but I do feel like, man, that. There's a good chance I think that's going to be a future Hall of Fame player who's already achieved at such a high level in his first two years in the league that, like, yes, he's disappointed he's not in that game, but he's
4: fully expecting to be in those big games. Both of those guys a lot.
5: How could they not be? How could he, especially? Well,
3: and and Chase's quarterback, who's basically said, my window will never cease to be open. And not, not to mention, like, if Jamal Williams puts together a few more 17 TD seasons, hey. We might have had three Hall of Famers on this show. Look at us. Yeah, look at us. (laughs) Is there a Hall of Fame for um, podcasting? I think it's too young
5: a a field, um, but certainly nominate us if you can.
3: If you could. Uh, Have we gotten, Justin, have we gotten any um, feedback from the fans on the Hollywood star? Anybody putting together any (laughs) grassroots? Oh, he's just shaking his head somberly. I
4: saw some people that were sort of turned <laughs> off by the entire concept that we would pitch that for ourselves, and I immediately blocked them. We do have to Well, have the, they're certainly we're, not going to like the We're talking about our,
5: our higher stage and everything. We yeah. we are at risk of losing touch with the, in well, the common man Sesler rankings. Well, Sessler opens the show with talking
3: about the size of his enormous suite. It's like, what are we doing, I'm trying to What I'm trying to do is be, you know, real
4: and absolutely <laughs> you know clear-faced on where we are with things. You know, It is
3: cute, though, like Yes, this, the room's bigger, but it is cute that you took a photo of the room and sent it to us. Like, holy well, So I don't expect it. I thought it was going to be just
4: a, a, a you know regular little tiny room. I thought it was a mistake because I, I ordered dinner, and the guy came in, and he was like, this room's huge. I'm like, I know. He's like, who are you? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing here.
5: How much were you hoping for Dan and I to respond? Our rooms aren't that big. What?
4: What? Well, I think I sent it for a reason, and then, you know, <laughs> I wanted to know what was going on. Let's be real. Um.
3: Our rooms are way bigger than Mark's. We
4: just haven't told him yet.
3: No, that. Here comes Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons. It's popping here.
5: I, I don't know what it is, but Phoenix has had, I feel like, a little juice. bigger names, and everything's a little more juicy for a, a Wednesday of Super Bowl. Week. It
3: might be a couple years post-pandemic, and now the Super Bowl's starting to get its its vibe back a little bit. I think that's right. All right, anyway, that's it. Not enough. Why are we still here? we got more big-time shows coming up. Our Super Bowl preview with Chris Mad Dog Russo on Thursday. Another big-time show with special guests Friday. Then, of course, the Super Bowl recap Sunday night. Heed the call.